This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. morning. This is Marshall Davis. The whole Gospel of John is a proclamation that Jesus is the I Am, the non-dual reality that we call God. This Gospel begins by saying that before Jesus was born, he was with God, he was God. That he is the divine Logos, the Word that created the universe. The whole structure of the fourth gospel is designed around this divine identity with seven I am statements that Jesus makes. I am, ego I me, in the Greek text, is a reference to the divine name revealed to Moses at the burning bush. In that story, God calls this his eternal name. Every time Jesus uses those words, he is proclaiming his true identity as divine. In the 18th and 19th chapters of the Gospel of John, these words, I am, take center stage. It is the account of the arrest and the trial of Jesus. John presents the opening scene on the Mount of Olives as a reenactment of the scene of Moses at the burning bush on Mount Sinai when God spoke those words, I am. Jesus traveled with his disciples from the city of Jerusalem, where they had just finished the Last Supper. They walked across the Kidron Valley, up the Mount of Olives, and entered the Garden of Gethsemane. The scene takes place on the side of a mountain, just like the scene of Moses and the burning bush was on the side of a mountain. A mob led by Judas Iscariot comes up this mountain to Gethsemane and they're carrying lanterns and torches. Of course, these echo the fire of the burning bush in the Exodus story. In the burning bush story, God speaks and Moses falls to the ground before the great I Am. In the Garden of Gethsemane, the crowd comes to the place where Jesus was and they ask for him and Jesus responds, I Am and the people fall to the ground. Often English translations will render it here as I am he, but the Greek text reads simply, ego I me, I am. This is what it says. Now then, when he said to them, I am, they drew back and fell to the ground. This parallels Moses' response with Jesus playing the role of God. Jesus is pictured as the I am. The mob asks, Again, and Jesus responds again, I am three times. In this passage, Jesus is declared as the I am to those who had come to arrest him. At first, the apostle Peter tries to defend Jesus from the crowd with a sword, but Jesus tells him to put away his sword. And then Peter follows the arresting crowd into the city, and he waits in the courtyard of the high priest while Jesus is being interrogated. In the courtyard, Peter is asked three times if he was a follower of Jesus, and three times 
Peter answers with the words, I am not. An intentional contrast is being set up here by the Gospel writer between Jesus saying, I am, three times, and Peter saying, I am not, three times. There's a powerful spiritual message here. Jesus represents the fully spiritually realized person who knows he is the I am. Peter represents the person who does not yet realize this. He says, I am not. This is the predicament of every person. Either we know who we are with Jesus or we do not with Peter. Peter in the story is physically in the out of darkness, which of course symbolizes he is spiritually there in the darkness. He's, he's in the shadows outside of the priest's house, not knowing who he is and not able to admit to himself or anyone who Jesus is. Whereas Jesus, on the other hand, is on the inside of the high priest's house, and he is the model of one who knows exactly who he is and says so clearly. Once again, this happens three times. Jesus is brought first to Annas, and then he's brought to the high priest Caiaphas, and then the Roman governor Pilate. Not only is Jesus on trial here, but his message is on trial. Jesus has a message of non-duality. The priests Annas and Caiaphas represent religious leaders who reject this teaching out of hand. Pilate plays the role of the seeker who is looking to determine what exactly truth is. Now whether he'll act upon that truth is another matter. The religious leaders ask questions about Jesus' teaching, but they're not doing that in order to discover perhaps something new that they didn't know. They're just out to find some evidence they can use against him. The high priest has already judged and condemned Jesus in his heart. Therefore, Jesus responds to this hypocritical questioning accordingly. When the high priest asks Jesus about his teaching, he responds this way. I have spoken openly to the world. I always taught in the synagogues and in the temple area where all the Jews congregate. And I said nothing in secret. Why are you asking me? Ask those who have heard what I spoke to them. Look, these people know what I said. And for answering that, like that, Jesus got a smack across the face. And Jesus responds then this way. If I have spoken wrongly, testify of the wrong. If rightly, why do you strike me? These religious leaders were not interested in truth. They were interested in simply protecting their religious turf. And the same is true today. Spiritual truth is not popular among religious leaders. Generally speaking, most religions are only interested in propagating their own version of truth that they've already become completely convinced of and will not listen to anything else. They're not really serious about asking questions that might chip away at what they already believe or might increase their understanding. On the other hand, a true search is about asking questions and the tougher and the harder the questions, the better. Recently, I did an online interview with Luke Bricker on his podcast, The Spiritual Nomad. He has a very interesting quote on his website, which is a great illustration of this. 
This is what it says. Jesus was asked 183 questions. Jesus answered three. Jesus asked 307 questions. Leaders would do well to follow his lead. Let people ask questions. Don't try to answer all those questions. Ask lots of questions yourself. It is important to question and to question everything and to take nothing simply on religious authority. That's what I have done. I questioned everything about my life and my faith and that was dangerous and potentially costly for me since I was a pastor. But I got to the point in my life where I needed to know the truth no matter what. I cannot live a lie. It was only when I questioned all of the answers that Christianity gave was I then open to the truth. And I began to preach sermons that asked questions instead of giving answers. Questions like, is there a God? Is Christ the only way? Is the Bible true? These are foundational questions that challenge the sacred cows of the Christian faith. They have to be investigated deeply and sincerely. Truth is found through questions, not by accepting somebody else's answers. So don't trust any authority in any religion that says that they have all the answers. Find the answers yourself. Pilate is pictured as one searching for answers. Kind of. He asked Jesus whether he was a king of the Jews, and Jesus gives a wonderful answer that he is, but then adds, my kingdom is not of this world. Jesus says that his mission is to testify to truth. He says, for this purpose I have been born, and for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? Interpreters look at Pilate's response differently, but I think he was sincere. Pilate was a seeker and he saw something true in Jesus. That is why he declares Jesus innocent of all charges. In his words, I find no grounds at all for charges in his case. He even tries to find a way to release him, but Jesus' accusers choose to release another man named Barabbas instead of Jesus. Pilate tries again to find some way to release Jesus, so he interrogates him further. But in the end, Pilate chooses to be a career politician and chooses expediency over justice and truth. And he hands Jesus over to be flogged and crucified. Jesus' trial is a sad case of religion in cahoots with political power to advance a social and political agenda. It's not only about Jesus on trial. It is about his teachings on trial. Specifically, it is his non-tool teachings that are on trial. It's the same today. That's why you will not find the mystical approach taught in too many churches. Christian non-duality 
downplays doctrine and dogma and hierarchy and religious authorities. It questions these too much to be accepted by mainline Christianity or evangelical Christianity. Non-duality is judged and condemned like Jesus was judged and condemned. So be it. We should not be surprised. Jesus spent the previous chapter warning us that this would be the case. We represent a reality, a kingdom that is not of this world, and for this reason the world does not understand it or accept it. This is a good thing. It frees us from the temptation to seek approval from religious people or religious authorities or religious leaders. It prevents us from accepting a teaching for our ulterior motives because it's soothing to our ego or promises emotional or social or even financial rewards. The non-dual gospel is about dying to all of that, dying to self, dying to religious systems, dying to partisan politics, dying to the world, dying to power and influence. It's about dying to dualism so that there may be a resurrection to what is beyond all dualism. This is where the cross and the resurrection come in, which is what makes this Christian non-duality. And we'll talk about that next time. That's it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.